0: Welcome to another episode of I'm Chris the Dime One Podcast, episode 56. We're going to have a jam-packed episode for you, but before we begin, first I'd like to tell you guys, I'm going to apologize the noise in the background. I'm on my patio. I'm experiencing this lovely, lovely weather. There's a nice, cool breeze, okay? So I want to, uh, I, I just want to be in awe of this wonderful breeze that we have, and It's a lovely, lovely day in my neighborhood now so we got a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about uh the rockets they got eliminated over the weekend by the hands of the los angeles lakers i'm going to give you guys uh news and notes about the Houston Rockets and my expectations about the Houston Rockets for the foreseeable future. We're also going to be talking about some NFL news and notes. We're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys as well as the New England Patriots, Tom Brady and company. We're going to be covering that as well as some news and notes around the NBA, okay? So without further ado, let's indulge into this episode, episode 56. How you living? I'm living swell, all right? Now, uh, the Houston Rockets same song, same situation, okay? The same overplayed song, same exact situation when it comes to the Houston Rockets, okay? The Houston Rockets have dabbled and tinkered with this uh, team, with this roster, and they tried many ways to make this roster very, very successful, okay? It started off by getting Dwight Howard, pairing him up with James Harden. That didn't work, okay? Uh, out of Out uh, when it comes to Dwight Howard in comes Chris Paul they got Chris Paul for a couple of years that didn't work they tried to uh traditional um roster that didn't work as well okie dokie so let's uh go untraditional and play small ball and let's uh Let's trade for Russell Westbrook, their former teammates, their friends. uh, That might work. Nope, that didn't work as well, all right? So I have always been on the record ever since, from the word go, when it comes to James Harden and uh, when the the Rockets pick When when the Rockets signed James Harden, now they assigned him to this enormous extension. I'm apologizing, Norris, in the background because it's irritating me as well. Uh, They try to fit James. They try to fit a square peg in a round hole. And and I've always been on this ever since my days at YouTube. I made videos about this. They even uh, made. uh, They even went as far as making James Harden the point guard. Okay. James Harden is an ISO player that can do incredible, wonderful things with the ball. But the key word is with the ball. Can James Harden be effective outside the ball without touching the ball? Can uh, he move without the ball? What about defense? Can he be, uh, can he play some, some defense? And James Harden can play some defense, but can, when his shot isn't going in, can he exploit other things as far as his talent to help his ball club win games other than just simply being a fantastic, terrific score. No disrespect for James Harden. He does a lot of amazing, incredible things with the ball. However, he's an ISO player who, who needs the ball. So you have to have players around him that can be effective without the ball, right? And they thought that Russell Westbrook was going to be the the one, all right? You know, they, they played, uh, they used to be teammates. Uh, they're from the same area. I mean, they're great friends. This has to work, right? This, this marriage was made in heaven, right? And uh, first year, it did not work, okay? They got bounced, uh, you know, I think uh, the year before that with Chris Paul, I think they got. I think they were in the Western Conference Finals, even though the Golden State Warriors uh, eliminated them there. But they got eliminated by uh, the Lakers. Which, by the way, anybody getting defeated by the Lakers—that's you know—that's not like you know you're getting defeated by uh, a high school team. The LA Lakers are pretty damn good. But uh, when everyone had the Rockets all hyped up and pumped up due to what they did in the regular season the Rockets always do this in the regular season okay they they put up points that they, they score in they do fantastic trick plays and shots and things of that nature but those rules do not apply when you advance into the postseason particularly the playoffs it becomes a half court game the games are much slower It's a more it's not about it's not about checkers and the regular season is like playing checkers However, when you're talking about the postseason, it's a game of chess, okay? Sometimes you got to make moves without making a single move, okay? Sometimes you got to strategize before you make your first move. And that's the problem with the Houston Rockets, okay? So, when it, uh Mike Dantoni after the Rockets were eliminated by the LA Lakers talked about there's a possibility he won't be back as coach, as usual rockets all right and you can take that with a grain of salt or you can just take it for what it is all right i think mike d'antoni knows that the rockets are not going to pick him up they're not going to uh let him coach the 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 team yet again he then had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity all right and i think i think uh mike d'antoni sees the writing on the wall. He knows he's a lame duck coach. They're not going to sign him there. As when he was playing in the series with the Los Angeles Lakers, and they lost the second game of that series and it was one, two, they was already they was already looking for his replacement. And they're probably looking for his replacement even before that, All right, So Mike D'Antoni knows he's not gonna be there. As well as Darryl Morey, okay? He's the GM of the Rockets. Who was in a little bit of controversy earlier this season, uh, particularly with China, and uh, even though a lot of people think he he done scaved that situation, I still think there was still residue on that situation, and uh, you know that was going to let the only way he was going to be able to keep his job as GM of the Houston Rockets if the Houston Rockets would have won a title. Okay, I think that's the only way he would have uh, set his career as GM of the Houston Rockets. Um, a bright mind like himself is not going to be he's not going to be unemployed much longer, all right? I don't know what's going on with everybody out there, but it it is what it is, you know. So, when you live in the uh when you live downtown, you get kind of you get noises like this. Okay? So, bear with a brother, all right? So, Dare Morey is out as GM uh, for the uh, Houston Rockies, All right. And Mike D'Antoni knows he's done with Houston. It's a wrap, okay? It's a wrap, okay? So, uh, obviously they're gonna be looking for a coach. There are still coaches, uh, you know, that could uh, sign with Houston. I think they're gonna get a traditional coach. They're gonna play traditional basketball. And this small ball experiment is gone. All right. They're going to focus more. Uh, they're going to focus on offense as well as defense. They're going to play team oriented basketball. And that's the only way you're going to make it into the postseason is when all cylinders are, work, uh, are running uh, and when you have plays, not only for your star player, but for the rest of the players as well. They're going to have a system in place. All right. Ty Lu, if. Uh, uh, Ty, there's a possibility Ty Lue could uh, easily get that job for uh, Houston. They're going to get a traditional coach that's kind of old school, and and they're going to they're going to probably trade up and trade and get another big man or get a big man through free agency, and they're going to work the offense around the big man. They have tried and explored and executed so many different ways, letting James Harden run the point that way. He keeps the ball uh 90% of the time that way he can just automatically just score. They tried that, that crashed and burned They tried uh you know uh running the ball, just worrying about offense and, and offense only that didn't work. They play they tried small ball, that didn't work. They uh they they got uh Russell Westbrook through a trade which a lot of people thought that uh you know the Rockets won in that trade when they uh when when they got it when they got russell westbrook and oklahoma city okc got chris paul all right a lot of people thought that they won in that but in actuality uh oklahoma city went to the playoffs even though they got bounced in the first round they did went to the playoffs and they showed a lot of a lot of promise with the the talent that they have on their roster obviously chris paul is not going to be uh with houston much longer they're going to trade him uh to a team that desperately needs a point guard okay there's a possibility he could come back to uh la uh they're going to really do some rearranging for that to happen but you know there's a lot of teams out there that's looking for a point guard and chris paul is that one all right but uh the Rockets, the rockets are in salary cap hell they're tied down uh they don't have a lot of flexibility when it comes to the cap all right uh due to a lot of contracts they have signed due to a lot of contracts uh that they picked up and they don't have the second thing you do when you don't have a lot of options at your disposal then the next thing you fall back on is your draft picks okay draft picks are like gold and the Houston Rockets have has have, have none. Okay, uh, so it's going to be hard for them to orchestrate a trade with the picks that they do have. All right, uh, and when it comes to the players that's on the roster, they're tied down to two enormous contracts: Russell Wilson, no Russell Westbrook. I don't know why I keep calling him Russell Wilson. They, they they got the same first name, Russell Westbrook. And uh, James Harden, they got two enormous contracts that nobody wants to pick up. They would love to have them. Same thing I said about Chris Paul last year. Every team in the NBA would love to have Chris Paul. They just don't like his contract. His contract really hurts their chances of improving the roster, okay? You can't add any more substance to that, all right? So same thing is going to happen with of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Plus, Russell Westbrook has proven he's not worth the money, all right? Yet again, he broke down emotionally because he got into an argument with uh, Rondo's brother. And he has a problem controlling his temper when people are talking about him out in the stands. He has to realize that, you know, people are gonna talk. You just got to, and I think a lot of people know that they can easily trigger Russell uh, Westbrook, okay? Uh, and when you look at his talent, he's, he's an ISO player, but he's, he's in the same ballpark as James Harden. Incredible ISO players, but they need the ball to exploit their talent. It's not like they, they're talented without the ball they're only talented when they have the when they have their hands on the ball and you got two players of that caliber on one team so it's going to be nearly impossible to it, there's no in the world anybody wants Russell Westbrook for that contract i mean for that amount of money he's making they would love to have him uh you know on a reduced contract okay but not at that contract and the same goes for uh James Harden would love to have James Harden But what about that contract? And what about you? All if you get James Harden, what you're basically saying is you're going to revamp and rechange your roster to satisfy James Harden, all right? You're going to basically destroy your roster just to have James uh, James Harden. Okay, I don't know why I'm getting ready to say Dennis Robin, James Harden. All right. So you got two players that teams would love to have, but not at that price tag and two players to have but then you have to get rid of a lot of pieces now if they're willing to come in and and accept any type of role similar to what Carmelo Anthony did with the Blazers that's one thing but we're talking about Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I, I just don't see them doing that okay not by any stretch of the imagination all right so when it comes to the future of the Rockets they're going to be always a, a great team to see on the regular season they're going to score a lot of points they're going to fill a lot of stat sheets but when it comes time to the postseason they're not going to advance any further to maybe the first or the second round possible and then after that it's all she wrote when they play uh, an inferior team that's simply better than them they're they're going to struggle with that team they're going to struggle with the uh lakers because they don't have anyone on the roster that can d up or post up anthony davis and they definitely don't have anyone to guard lebron james even at his late age okay uh same thing with the clippers uh the same rules apply to even golden state even though golden state was you know uh golden state warriors they didn't make it to the playoffs but is that more so to them missing a lot of their personnel on the roster or just uh, vindictive of their uh, roster, okay? And I think it's, uh, they lost a lot of people, players due to injuries, okay? And they just couldn't overcome that, all right? But they will have a hard time with the Golden State Warriors, even without Kevin Durant. And that's the problem with the Rockets. They're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team that that's not good enough to advance further in the playoffs, but not bad enough to get a first-round pick, all right? Uh, And that's pretty much the future of the Rockets until they uh, either release Russell Westbrook or they find a taker for James Harden or just release both of them, okay? So, it is what it is, all right? Now, anyway, let's swing on to the NFL. Were you ready for some football yesterday? I knew I was. Uh, I said this a long time ago, and when I found out there was no preseason this year, then i was expecting this to happen to a lot of nfl teams the the cowboys lost uh, uh to the rams even though it was a bad call in my opinion still you shouldn't your team shouldn't be put in that position to let the ref let the refs bail you out uh the same could be uh and uh, tampa bay they struggled and I'm telling you guys, and I said it on YouTube as well as on social media, the teams that revamp their, they have a multitude of new players, they're going to struggle the most. Because with the pre, with the preseason, you can develop some type, you can develop chemistry. You can develop work habits with other players, right? And with no preseason, you can't, you know, you can't do that. You basically have to learn on the run for, say, particularly with the regular season. And you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, struggling when it comes to personnel decisions, you know. And that happens when, you know, you don't, when 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 you, I mean, when you have a roster and everyone on that roster, the majority of that roster is practically new, particularly in, on your prominent Positions as quarterback. You need a quarterback that's been there uh, on your team for a while. Uh, I think, and and it's they they got a lot of growing up. I mean, not maturity-wise, but uh chemistry-based-wise. They they got a lot of trying to figure out uh each other, and that's the same to be said with the Cowboys, they got a new coaching staff. And, uh, they also got new players as well. And, uh, you know, uh, the only reason why New England didn't struggle yesterday was a simple fact was, you know, they still have their same coach, same structure, same organization, same system. And they have the majority of their roster from last year. All right. Now they did get Cam Newton. But if you look at how, um, they utilized Cam Newton uh, yesterday, his feet did the running. I mean, his feet did the work, okay? Um, that also delays them and gives them more time to develop play- plays for Cam Newton to benefit with the roster, okay? And that's, that's one of those things. I feel like a lot of teams that have uh, a lot of new um, Players, particularly in positions such as quarterback, the line, cornerback, uh, wide receiver, those specialty positions, they're going to struggle the most this year without, you know, due to they didn't have a preseason to work out the kinks and build some type of chemistry with the other players. All right, and I feel like teams such as Pittsburgh, they're going to they're going to be fine. They're going to be all right. Okay. Uh, because they didn't have a lot of players. They didn't have a lot of turn uh, turnover when it came to uh, new players, all right? So, to me, uh, a lot of teams that have a bunch of players, that sign a bunch of players, they're going to struggle the most. Now, I will say it's probably going to take them a couple of weeks for them to build their chemistry, to build that work ethic, the, the work habit, the day ins, the day outs, but how long? Is it going to take you three three weeks? Is it going to take you five weeks? And by that time, what's your record's going to look like? So, basically, in the NFL, they, they, they're just learning as the weeks go on, all right? So, I feel like they should have had a pre... Out of all the leagues, I feel like the NFL should have at least had a preseason. And you're going to see uh, bits and pieces of them struggling, all right? Now, everybody kept saying how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to make it to the playoffs because they uh, make it to Super Bowl because they got Tom Brady which is fine and dandy and a lot of people are saying uh the New England Patriots are, are going to is going to struggle the most because they don't have Tom Brady all right and even though it's one game it's one game I don't look at the wins and losses per se I look at between the lines, what the teams are doing, and if you look at the Patriots, what they did between the lines, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what they learned—well, I mean, what you gather from what they was doing between the lines—the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are trying to find themselves. They're trying to—they're uh, trying to work this piece into that piece and make it a perfect piece. All right, when you look at the New England Patriots, the puzzle is already together. Okay. The, the the quarterback positions, which is Cam Newton, that's probably that's probably a piece that's it could be fit into the puzzle, but it's kind of hard fitting it in there. And it's not going to be as difficult once they have a little bit more time. But as the weeks go on, if they continue to grab W's, uh, it's going to be minute uh, when you uh, compare both of those teams, uh, Tampa Bay and uh, New England. I think Tampa Bay's gonna struggle the most because of all of the turnover that they had on their roster. And I feel like the Patriots are gonna struggle the least, okay? But, you know, it is what it is. Now, as far as the Cowboys go, Dak Prescott, and I'm a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. Make no mistakes about it, okay? But my opinion is Dak Prescott, and he's been under a constant criticism Um with uh, Skip Bayless, uh, and he's still trying to work with uh, Jerry and Stephen Jones as far as a contract. I think this is make it or break it for Dak Prescott. If he does what he's been doing, uh, which is uh, typical, you know, from last year and the year before, you know, when it comes to the weaker teams he's great at them he performs at a high all-time level however when he matches up with teams that are better or equal to them he struggles all right and this is why uh prescott does not have a contract with the dallas cowboys okay because steven and jerry jones know this as well okay uh i think they found their quarterback but they don't want that quarterback at uh, as a you know, as far as making a boat a lot of money to where they're uh, uh, capped, they're they're capped, strapped, and now they can't improve the roster like two or three downs late, two or three or three or four years down later, row later. When they come to the conclusion, okay, we need to put a lot more pieces around Dak Prescott. Okay, so uh, to me, clearly, Dak Prescott. This is his, this is make it or break it for him. You got a new, there's no excuses. You got a new coach. You got uh you got more weapons on offense, the defense improves uh some. And uh this is make it a break. When you look at your own division, the Giants is no competition uh for you, the Washington team is no competition for you, and the Eagles are are struggling as well. Okay? So this is all in your hands, okay? If he uh has a successful winning regular season and make it to the playoff and also make it to the Super Bowl, even if he loses the Super Bowl, uh, Steven and Jerry Jones can't go into the negotiating table and say, "Well, we can't give you that much money because you didn't win the big one." All right, but however, if he has a great regular season and he does like he normally, like he did the year before, has a great normal season, kind of s- slip a little bit on the last couple of games of the regular season, and uh, you know, either get a bye and and, and lose the second round. Or win the first round, go into the second round, lose, uh, yet yeah, uh, and lose the second round. Now, when you go to the negotiating table, now they got a- uh, ammunition for you. Now they're gonna say, "Look, you're just you just not that guy. You're just not that player. You're not a transcending transcending player like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. The reason why he got that money was he he you know he proved that he's a top uh, top flight uh." type of quarterback and the jury's still out on Dak prescott i wish all the best of luck for him i think we found i think we got our quarterback but if you look at it business wise you kind of understand the position that the joneses are in okay so it is what it is all right so um Back to uh, NBA news and notes, okay, NBA news and notes. The Clippers, they lost yesterday to the Denver Nuggets. You know, I felt like the Clippers was looking at the wrong team last off season. Their roster is practically tailored made for the Los Angeles Lakers. But when you talk about the Denver Nuggets, not so much, all right? And it's proven evident uh, even uh, in Game uh, 5 as well as Game 6. Uh, I think Tuesday, they played a final game, Game 7. This can really go either way. Either the Clippers win it in advance and play the Los Angeles Lakers, or they lose and the Denver Nuggets prevail, and then they win, uh, they go to the Los Angeles Lakers, all right? And uh, if I had to be a betting man, I want to say the Clippers are going to win because... I feel like Doc Rivers is going to coach them up properly. They got two of the best players, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Okay, you can't go wrong with that. And um, I think when when you, uh, I think the refs are going to call this game extremely tight, and they're going to make sure that they're not going to take the L if the Cl- if the Clippers lose. The Clippers can't say uh well there was some bad blown calls and if them calls would have been pl- uh would have been called correctly we could have won okay but once again like i always say teams put themselves in positions where they got to get a call to bail them out or a referee to to bail them out uh you know you should control your own destiny that's pretty much what i'm saying all right so i feel like uh anything can happen with uh in this game but if i had to pick uh my poison i'm gonna say the clippers are going to win this I, i think the clippers are going to definitely uh win this by far okay um and uh i think that's pretty much it i thought i had some more to to talk about but unfortunately i don't i really don't um i could talk about the cleveland browns but the cleveland browns are the cleveland browns you know um i think the cleveland browns people put too much high expectations on the cleveland browns i feel like this year i feel like the baker mayfield experiment has came and went okay obj came and went i think uh if they have another losing season they're going to get i get rid of either obj or baker mayfield and if there's a better quarterback in free agency or in the draft if they if they get the number one pick i can see them exploring that option however i don't think they're gonna get the number one pick i think the jets are going to get it or the jaguars and um they're gonna say to themselves let's just stick with baker mayfield and when it comes to obj we'll we'll just move him to someplace else right i think uh but like i say this is all one game okay but nevertheless that's it on today's show today's podcast i'd like to appreciate everyone who's been uh listening to the podcast supporting the podcast sharing the podcast with your friends family and followers outro